This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um, I'm Ben Platt and this is episode 20 of the season. Much needed break. A much needed break after um, what's been a tough season, but we're ready. Football's back. QPR are back to disappoint our Saturday afternoons. Um, today we've got a real special guest on, which we'll introduce in a minute. Um, but quickly, just on the pod this week, we've got Dunk, Jack, Bradley. How are we all? All good? Good, thank you. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Yeah, good to see you all. Um, so yeah, so we're joined by ex QPR midfielder, hero, cult hero, Ali Fowlin. How are you, Ali? Hello, everyone. How, How are, are we? Good. Are you Very in, well, in thank you. You in Argentina? Are you? Obviously. I'm not. I'm not. I'm in Spain. Spain. I'm Maria. Ah, yeah. cool, cool. What's sure? yeah, the weather like over there, mate? Yeah, sunshine is up all, every day. Uh, <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, a huge difference with with London. The the only good difference about about it. Uh, no, listen, I, I just I just moved with the family to. We just came two months ago to to Spain. We try we're gonna try to to eradicate here and to make things work from here. You know, to try to connect um, the next chapter of my life uh, around here. Uh, what 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 does that look like? That next chapter, Ali. What are you looking to do now? Well, it's uh, it's not so easy, you know. When you suddenly you find yourself without uh, what you've been done your whole life, you know, just uh, it's way different the life. So I'm trying to reinvent myself, uh, doing bit and bobs. You know, I have my obviously my my investments that that I looking uh, after. Uh, and I'm now trying to to see how I want to connect uh, football to to my life. Really, I'm not quite clear yet, yet. But we get in there. We get in there. Good, good to hear, mate. Good to hear. So you recently back at QPR, obviously with the um, Forever Ours inductee, and you did your Q and A session. How was it being back at the club and in London? Yeah, brilliant. We felt, you know, uh, it's been too long, really. Uh, without getting into the West West London, you know. So for me, is 
it's home, it's still home, you know, West London. And as soon as I, I, I come, I'm around, love to roll, and cheesy when I left for seven years. So get so many familiar faces uh, to get that reception, to be able to and have the opportunity to, to share the Q&A with, with, with the fans was, was incredible, really. Yeah, a lot, lot of love showed your way. Has much changed around the place since you left, or was there any big changes? A lot of staff still there, I assume. Uh, I, I quite see a lot of familiar faces, which is a, a great thing for me. You know, KPI is a, is a family place, uh, which uh, always uh, you feel very close and very uh, one of one more of the family, really. So that feeling is still around, which is great. Um, yeah, I went to the training ground. The new facilities, they're looking really good. Uh, the building is coming like strong as well. Very uh, close to complete the the the, the, the construction. So, so things looking good there. Good, good. Um, I, I just want to take you back right to the start. When you signed for QPR, how, what, how did that? What did that look like? That move because you come from Argentina, didn't you? So, how how did that first come about? The move and the discussions and well, yeah, but back in the time, you know, we were talking about 2009, so yeah. football wasn't like like these days, you know, where scouts, scouts, you know, work the magics and the stats and you know analytics and and videos. For, for the case for with me was like um, I used to work my agents. We used to work with the Italian agency as well together, and you know, a DVD, a video make of of place of me. Uh, that, that 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 got to two different clubs and one of them was KPR so got that tension and, and from now from that point uh, was the case to 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 get the, the negotiation and got to to give me the opportunity to to play for KPR really. And was the club as mad as it looked <laughs> from the outside when you at that start? <laughs> for me, it was uh, to to from second division to from Argentina second division to go to to Europe and to championship which is massive was uh, for me was uh, incredible everything anyway uh, obviously was a, a very very tough first season yeah. uh, with with lot of ups and downs and and, and the Flavio Bratore, Eccleston, you know KPR was a bit of a show as well so i managed to to get that season which uh, <laughs> wasn't easy really what, yeah. What's what's the biggest difference between Argentinian football and English football? I know both nations are massively passionate, but sometimes I've seen clips of Argentinian football. It looks looks quite tough, tough tackling, and, it, and the championship is a bit like that. Was it an easy transition? Yeah. Uh, yes and no. Obviously, second division and all over the world, I, I get to play a few of them. I get to play. In, five, six different countries and I'm playing in the first division, second division. So uh, the, the second division is very similar in, in every country. You know, it's very competitive. It's, it's you know, you, you need to get your challenge, yeah, your tackles right. You need to get your basics really right. Uh, if you don't have this, you cannot compete. And, and championship was the case of being like, similar in Argentina uh, to the championship. Saying this, uh, the state of the pitch uh, was completely different. In Argentina, it's like very dry and, yeah. and the grass is high, so you can hit the ball, never go out. And, and suddenly you find yourself like in this like very quick pitch and, and everything perfect. 
which in the beginning, you know, is a, a little bit uh, uh, difficult to, to adapt. Also, you know, the culture, the food, the, 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 the language is, is not the same. So that is an adding, an adding uh, thing to, to get to yourself to, to adapt, really. But for me, what uh, I, I have very, very clear that I want to stay in London, uh, stay in, in Europe, really. Uh, and try to do well for the club. So I try to adapt uh, as soon as possible, and and that was the case really. Like people helped me a lot. Uh, everyone been very kind to me in the club. You know, uh, Anasher was Jim Marchington, John Gorman. I remember he he welcomed me really good. Gianni Paladini, and then the the squad was was a really nice squad, really. I just I was looking back through the managers that you played under in your time. I mean, there's there's a, there's a load of them. You've got Jim Jilton, Paul Hart, um, you've got Warnock, Redknapp, Hughes, Chris Ramsey. The list is probably more actually of interim. Was there which one was it that you enjoyed playing under the most? Would you say yeah, that would be an easy question yeah. uh, answer? Because, you know, yeah, yeah. Need one Warnock for me was uh, for us for everyone uh, at that time. I think was very special. You know. But for me, uh, speaking of my my relationship with him, he was a, a manager who I really needed because uh, when you are abroad, it's so far from home, uh, you need someone who really believes in you and sees something in you. And he was one of one of them, you know. And he's been there for me, and he worked his magic as well, you know. He was really really good in, in terms of how to get out of the championship, and, and he get it done every single time. What did he? What did he get out of you specifically? I guess, like you know, the way he manages, he's quite a bad manager, isn't he? So he manages people differently. Did he manage you any different to anybody else? Did, did you find that or? No, I kind of complain really. All the managers, I I quite tend to take the 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 positive side of of managers. You know, uh, some manager will be strong in the motivation side of way. Others will be strong in the and and tactically. Uh, you know, every single one has a different perspective or, or strength and weakness. So it's down to the player to try to, to make the most of it. Uh, in terms with Neil, I think that um, he made me understand that uh, I needed to raise up uh, the, 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 the ugly or, or the, the, the defensive part of me in the game. And uh, the, his style of, of playing he didn't really suit suit suits me in terms of like football if you you know if you just you go playing on on what he's on about you know in terms of i like to play football be in contact with the ball. he didn't want he didn't allow me to to get the ball from the defender but he made me and adele and the the, the, the player who who were in charge of making things happen that we want to play closer to the to the position uh, goal you know we played direct but we knew that we need to win a second ball and after that we will like be very close to it to the to the goal and have the opportunity to create and um, have that, that freedom that, that we, we wanted to to have so we we did understand it and i think that we have a very good consistency with him was there a manager that you particularly? I mean, look, you seem like you get on with everybody, if I'm honest. So, but um, was was there a particular manager that maybe you struggled or found it a bit more difficult under at QPR? Uh, I think that Paul Hart uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, that 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 bit that Bernard the first season was tough for us. He inquired uh, got the results and that, that faded away really quickly. Uh I didn't get along much with the, the how it ran up kind of style of management in that aspect. But um apart from that, you know, as I say, I always take the positive of of, of, of things, you know. So and, and also you need to to be in perspective and players sometimes we are not, you know, which is very selfish. Uh we 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 just care about ourselves, you know, uh, and the managers finally have to take care about 30 of us uh, and the press guys and, and, you know, and the board uh, people. So it's, it's way different, uh, uh, the role that they have. So we, you need to sometimes, you know, understand that, that uh, it's no easy position to what they are, they are into. Well, one question I wanted to ask you, what was your favourite QPR kit? There's a couple of kits that I always envisage you wearing, but I wondered what your actual favourite to wear was. Um, I always like the, the all-white shirt, which yeah. we have in the Premier League, like all-white, Nike. Yeah. I, I quite like that one. Um, yeah, I, 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 like, I like to have the Premier League badge on my, my arm. So yeah. <laughs> I, will, I, will go for that. I, I know you, you might recognize me with the, the championship one. Uh, uh, the black and the black and, and red and, and the you know the, the normal hoops, uh, but for me obviously always the the, the Premier League watch was was special, you know. You played um, you played in the orange one, didn't you as well? Did you play in the orange one? Yeah, I played yeah. In the orange. Terrible catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, the, the, I never liked the the green. The green stuff. Yeah. Never liked it. Never yeah, liked that's it. the one that reminds me of you sometimes when I see the green and white uh, one. And you interact, I always think of weirdly. Um, yeah. Just, just, just quickly, Ali, I, I know that you were there on Saturday. I know we played Birmingham. And, and one mm-hmm. thing that I, when I was there that I remembered was we know when you did one of your ACLs, it was John Eustace that was actually tackling you for one. Yeah. And obviously he was there managing for them. Did you see him and was it, did you talk about it or? or no, I, I didn't come along to to him. We didn't get to the chance oh, to talk. Okay. Obviously, I, I I knew that he he's been in the club a few years as well, no? Yeah. Uh, which yeah, he was assistant. Yeah. For me, it was uh, obviously he was a uh, we 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 get uh, play each other against each other many times, you know. And and I have like I have good good. Uh, Memories, you know, about everyone. I, I have big respect for players, you know. It's uh, and going into management is not easy. So yeah, it's a big, big, uh, uh, like a compliment to to be uh, playing in, in the like to be management in, managing in the in the elite is not easy. So well done to to him. Hey Ali, just wanted to jump in and just say absolute pleasure to get the chance to talk to you, mate. Um, just on the ACL stuff, I know it's. You know, I, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but not many players come back from three. Like it's a phenomenal thing to do. And when you did come back in that last season at QPR with thirty appearances, you had like the joint most assists at the club in that season. Um, Post QPR, how how did you find? Um, how 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 were your knees? Like you played over a hundred, hundred fifty games, hundred twenty games for like Marbella, Getafe, Mallorca, like. How did you manage those injuries, like the, the injury record from before? Like, was it difficult? You know, how was that experience? Did you have any repercussions? Yeah. yeah, so 
you know, uh, you uh, finally you you mentioned this. I just hung up before I have a call for uh, 40 minutes with Luke Amos. I wow. Just, uh, yeah, I have a chat with him. So he wanted to have a chat. He he was telling in 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 the in the. The other day when I we introduced in the forever, so he he listened that I went through three three times. So he he said, listen, I want to talk with you. Can, can I have an advice? How, how you can you done it long long the long the road? You know, after thirty, yeah, it's 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 incredible. You know, you manage to your body will will is very intelligent. So he will try to compensate and try to make everything to to keep you forward. But you need to change your game completely. You need to start to look up, like uh, do like uh, good habits on, on pre-activation, going to the gym, like for life, not just for football. Now is 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 the reason. Like if I'm a week, I for a week or two weeks don't do nothing, I start with problems. My back, my hips, my knees, everything. I need to be on top all the time. It's the only way forward for me. I I understand it, uh, and it's one one of the the most uh, precious thing that I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of it uh, because as you say, people, you know, it's, people don't realize it till they have it. This is plain like this, you know, like if you have it, you say, how tough is that, is that, that process, which no one, no player in, in, in the world will like to have it. And now nobody asks for it. But in terms of uh, what you, you can do with it is, is, a lot of value you have there, so it's the case to 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 try to to be part of the solution and find the, that way to to understand your body more, to be sensitive, to be sensible with everything around your environment, uh, with people around because the football today is very competitive, and you will find, uh, for instance, I don't know, a, a squad where the fitness coach wants wants you to do. 60 jumps and weight and sprints and going to one v one situation and for for instance I will say listen stop this is no work for me if I do this I will be three days kind of move maybe I can do 20 jumps I can do you know so you start to work with people together just to get into next game into the other game uh, and it's very difficult and it's very stressful and it drains you that's one of the reasons why I stop I could have been playing trying to go and keep moving and keep playing. But when you put in the balance, so many things come into the balance, you need to understand and be sensible that I was happy with myself and peace with myself. So I have nothing to prove to nobody, you know? So yeah, that, uh, it's one of the proudest things that I can say. I, I played more than 100 games after three ACLs, which is an amazing achievement for me. That's fantastic, mate. Um, yeah. I just want to like again just go back to that um the back end of the 09-10 season when Warnock came in and then there was that trip to Selhurst Park um where he was managing QPR and in the opposition lineup you had Sean Derry and Clint Hill now when you were playing them did you ever think you know you would have the relationships with those guys you know that you now do you know having played against them as competitors and when they joined QPR it must have been quite you know quite an experience seeing like then come over and then become what they did for, for QPR with you? Yeah, um, listen, obviously not, obviously not. I was, um, but yeah, I, I just shared with the, with the fans the other day in the Q&A, uh, 
like I remember uh, a song which is uh, like uh, I don't know how is the name of the song, but it's like Ah, we walk five hundred. That particular song. So that particular song that day when we play uh, a palace it was a crucial game for 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 trying to keep the division. Uh, I work on the way to the to the, and the way out to the, to the pitch. I went well through the, the, the state dressing room. So I can listen to this song, like playing this song like loudly, and they were singing the song, banging the walls, shouting, shouting. So in Argentina, we, we really, when, when we have like a, a tough game, uh, there we coming into, so that, that week, we really build the week towards to the game. Everything in the city plays the game just the week before. So that really reminds me of uh, Argentina. So I, I couldn't watch. I didn't want. I didn't want. I want to have a look. You know, I was just very proud. Just walk like through that, and then I turn. When I turn, I see the the gaffer coming, just back, just behind me, and he his face was like face of proudness. You know, he was like, "This is my voice." You know, uh, and that stuck with me. You know, I never I never mentioned it. Not, I didn't mention it many times, but that stuck with me really, really deep. Um. And the rest is history, you know, they are, these, these people uh, are like heroes for me, you know, because uh, as professional, as, as a person, as a human being, they are very, very special. And I've been very privileged to, to share a few years of my career with them, really. It was incredible, like, from a fan's perspective, like seeing all their little videos for you for that Q&A, it was, you know, it was really touching to see the bond that you guys have so many years, you know, yeah. since that season, it's, it is really fantastic to see. Yeah, to, 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 achieve, to achieve things, you know, when you achieve promotions, you know, or, or you win things, uh, that is bond for life, obviously, because to get to that that point, you need to have it. You need, you need to have a very, so many things in the line to, to get to it. So uh, that is the, 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 that's what some, is the, the ones you will get for, for, for life, a bond for life with them. Absolutely. I mean... In that squad, I mean, or any time in your QPR, like here, you know, your career there, would you say there was a particular, an underrated player, someone that was, you know, pretty unsung? You know, you got your Taraps and everyone, everyone knows how great they were. You know, yourself, Paddy Kenny were like stars of the show. But was there anyone that you felt went, un went under the radar, was a little bit underrated potentially, you know, by the media or the fans in that squad that you just thought was, you know, a really good player, you know? Yeah. All and everything was a. Uh... A really good footballer. He was always on the same page as me, as Adele, you know. Which he, I, I remember, he coming with a, from academy, I don't know, West Ham or, or some sort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he, he was like, oof, very good footballer. Uh, Tommy Smith coming to the, he was like, a, oh, elegant player, you know, very clever. He wasn't too quick. He wasn't too strong, and he was always uh, up for the ball in the good positions. Aya Ferguson. Oh, that, that is another guy, you know. He's not, he's not tall, he's not skinny, he's not fast, he, and and he's currently he's there, he's everywhere. If he's the only guy there, he will put it down. He will understand where he has to be. Very sensitive, a work rate, very unselfish for the team. So these these players are are the ones who who will give you that that little extra that you need, you know. Uh, everyone is total, obviously the spine of a, a, a team, you know. Uh, a team needs to have Paddy Kenny doing that, that says that little space in the right moment, the right, you know. Uh, and you need to have, like, you know, the, 
that center half partnership, that, that understanding in between the midfield and the striker. Well, uh, saying this is very easy. Football is very a uh, simple game, but to play it is <laughs> suddenly it's, it's not it's not. So yeah. I mean, I noticed like you, you had quite a few little jibes from the old teammates about the guitar playing back in the day. <laughs> Were, were there any other musicians in that squad, or were you the the lone singer songwriter? Uh, I don't. Re- I don't recall. To I don't remember really. No, no. I was the only crazy lad. Right? You know, for me, like seeing the t- the, the videos, you know, the mm. uh, and the things that they say, and and to recognize me by this, which this is this is me, you know, I, that, that's pure me, you know, passion about music, passion about coffee, uh, uh, always in the training ground before and after wanting to pick people to get in, into little games, you know, trying to, you know, this, this is me. So for, for me to then to stand out this kind of stuff, for me is brilliant because that, that is what, is what I really, you know, sometimes you, you, you might feel, you know, a little, uh, not you, no, I live it not myself. And when you listen to this, you, you like realize this, this is what, what I am. So, yeah, what's the what's brilliant? What the Q and A was priceless uh, uh, for me, really. I, I know um, it was mentioned earlier about trying to figure out the landscape for yourself, uh, potentially connecting back with football at some point. Potentially, do you ever do you ever see yourself maybe going down the coaching route? I mean, is that something you would consider or have on the radar? What What, what are your thoughts on that? Listen, I've always been a player who, uh, in terms of management, has been like, you know, administrator of, you know, people, how to get to people into the pitch and, and always a style of player or seeing things ahead, you know. Most of the time when I get into that dressing room at half time, I knew that what was happening into the game, you know. That kind of stuff, I see myself. Then, and today, in the modern football, manager is 24-7. If, if the game completely changed and and it's, it's really good obviously but you need to if I go into full management now it's like put you put your family in the line again you know I, I don't know many I have teammates who now suddenly are managers uh, and I have you know very good relationship with all managers and all of them most of them are single they end up alone you know because family you know you put your family on the line for 15, 20 years, like, you know, moving house, moving country. I put my, my on the line my family a lot, and they always been there for me. And I understand that now I need to give them a little bit of stability uh, and, you know, move away myself a little bit and give them, you know. Uh, so I will connect school. I know I will connect uh, management with, with the young kids. I will do for sure. I do in my watches now. I just, I miss just one of them. I, I already did my director of football uh, at Wakefield, uh, so I doing it. I doing it, and I will see how it comes along together. I'm gonna picture it uh, at some point, really. I know we'll, we'll, you know, be keeping a close eye. I'm fascinated to see what what you do in the game if you do go back into it. So you know, best of luck with all of that. Um, just one more from me, and it's obviously you you were back at the club recently, and uh, we're not in the best of form as you know as a team right now, and let's be honest we are in a bit of a relegation battle just hovering above it as you know as a you know a fan do you, do you think 
do you think we've got enough to stay up this season with the players coming back? What, what do you think? You think we'll be okay? Your your old teammate Gareth Ainsworth of a couple of games <laughs> back in the yeah. Days. Um, listen, it's, it's a tough uh, situation. That that's, that's true. Uh, yeah, they need to show character now. It's the case of get the the, the basics right and get that point from both and forget about everything else. Uh, they need to, you know, put the work on uh, and try to get their result. Saying this, uh, I think that the, the best person to, to, in order to do that, I think the manager is, is right for that because he is, is, his positiveness and his motivation is that, is, is a trend in, in terms of management. So I really believe that uh, if he, QPR managed to win quickly, one or two games or, or get some positive results back to back, that will be it. Uh, the, the, the pressure will release. It's kind of similar situation with the 9 and 10 season, you know, uh, kind of similar. We were building, now it's like you build pressure, 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 and it's difficult for players. But uh, football turns quick, quickly, change very quickly, dynamics. So we are everyone, you know, even myself, like very uh, hopeful that, that I can change around and be like a... Uh, 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 easier end of the last few games for QPR, really. Ali, you haven't got eight games left in you, have you, in those legs? You fancy <laughs> boots back on? I gotta, I gotta move, man. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> move. I just do, you know, like when you, I'm on the stand, you think, ah, I might, I might be a bit close. now, but it's not, it's not, it's not even close. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> to get to that level of, of competition and fitness and, uh, you know, when I see it now from, from the stand, uh, I say, sometimes I ask my, my, my friends or my, my missus, I was there. Uh, this is how you, you see it, like proper, like people just bam, going at full, everything, uh, everything happening, so many things happening, such split of seconds, and, and it seems like very, like, like, I don't know, it seems unreal, like uh, I was there, like, uh, no longer old. Uh, um, I enjoy it from another perspective now, really. Um, Ali, I just wanted to ask about um, during the promotion season and the whole third party ownership and that and how mm. like there was a few issues that we could have got like point deductions and stuff. How did that affect you during the season, personally? Uh, yes, there was a, a big blow for everyone at the club at the time, you know, and for myself, my name being there, uh, was was tough. Uh, I just I remember my my father just fly fly over and I stay with me that for three months. Um, I knew I have to. I knew I didn't do nothing wrong. Uh, the FA always been following the the steps by step that we done it like the, the renew of the contract and the the option of of buying my my other part of the of the rights. So in that aspect, we were like very confident, but the pressure around external things was like building and building and building. And at some point you, you might think like we are, I don't know if we are or not in trouble really. Um, and to be playing under that, uh, I just, I say it to the other day, it's a big part of, of me playing and performing. I. It just adds motivation, and I, I knew I have to, to be up there for the challenge, for, 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 for the fans, for, for my, my teammates. 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And it was like a reciprocal call, you know. The, 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 the support I have during these, these games uh, from, from, the, from everyone in the club was uh, uh, up to notch, so was brilliant. Uh, so, yes, yeah, I'm forever grateful in, in that aspect. Yeah. Obviously, you talk about how the club supported you then through that. Obviously... With your injuries, was there like anybody from the medical team or like players who were out injured at the same time who helped you get through those injuries, like mentally and physically? Like, was there someone who was kind of driving your rehabilitation? Uh, every single person on the club was uh, there for me, uh, and and it, it wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be able to to do it if he, if it was uh, any different. You know, I have a big big respect for the physios. Every single feature that I share time with it, you like you build like a great relationship because if you spend like six, seven months like going uh, like step by step, you know, back and forward uh, all the way uh, with them, and you will like uh, I have friendship. I still in touch with most of them, so uh, always uh, show my my gratitude to them, uh, and the lads always been there for me. You know, they suffer as well. Uh, with me when 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 I just once after all the time I ain't done it so it's nice when you see like a, a happy a f- people happy for you like you know generally uh, because you can achieve and, and be and play for four or five years without getting injured after that. Yeah, uh, did it affect how you mentally like went into a game? So obviously you were quite a tough tackling midfielder. Did you ever kind of think, oh that's a fifty fifty that I'm not gonna fully commit to? Or anything like that? Yeah, no. To be fair with you, uh, we always kind, of, I always kind of with the come up with these conversations because people ask me, and it, it was never the case of me not going to the tackle. What can I say? Yes, is that um, after my third one, that season where I played uh, 30 games, I was very emotional uh, about it. For instance, I will be getting into a big tackle with someone, which is part of the game. And I will be getting up and face him, saying like, "Why you tackle me? I have three injuries." And people don't care if you have three injuries or not. You have to tackle it anyway. But I, I remember have big, big clash with with few players uh, because I, I feel in that way. You know, that was my emotions coming out. But I never, uh, never have uh, be afraid. I never be afraid of of a tackle. Really, it yeah. wasn't the case. Um, obviously, you played alongside a couple of quite tough centre midfielders in Sean Derry and Joey Barton. Who did you prefer to play with out of those two? And like, did you feel you had a natural partnership with one more than the other? Not really. I really enjoy with my partnership with. I, 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 till this day, I call partner. 
to Chonder. I have it like not Chonder, it's partner in my phone. <laughs> so you know we have big relationship because he was like he knew like I was like a ball player. I follow the ball quite a lot. So he always been an opposite to me. Just like a father with his kid, just go and do whatever you want, you know, because he knew like I will be chase, chasing the ball around. Uh, but I I used to love to play with Joey as well because Joey Joey have like his his mentality uh, in terms of playing football was incredible. I, I you wanted to have it next to you because he will drive you, he will demand you, he will smell like a negativity or, or weakness in their uh, opposition. He will go for it. So coming from Argentina where we we just like we are like that. So I really really enjoy. I have big respect for Joey as well. I get along with Joey really well. How how intense was Joey? Was he like you know, obviously you know he's we know that he's got you know that fiery character, but did that often come out in the dressing room, half time, full time yeah. training? Yeah, yeah, and that basically have to say as I say as I say just now, I get along with him really well and I really enjoy him. And uh, till now, you know, have built a real relationship. You know, there is players who sometimes you need to you need to see how they turn up. Or, and he was kind of this 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 player, you know, very temperamental and, and uh, sometimes over the top a little bit, you know. Uh, because he sees the way, it's like he sees the football of his way or, or life in one way. And, and suddenly you, in football, you know, we are 30 in the, every game, you know, and in the dressing room every day. So what I, sometimes, you know, uh, we have... Uh, he, yeah, kind of. This is what Joey is, you know. Uh, along the his career, have this uh, encounters with with people, we clash. But end of the day, is a great lad, and and, and until today, I have a, a good relationship with him. Um, Ali, obviously, there's been a lot of brilliant Argentinian players in the past. Was there anyone you kind of looked up to as like a role model or like an idol, like that influenced your game? Yeah, I, I grew up with a generation of um, amazing footballers, uh, watching amazing footballers. Uh, for me, Roman Riquelme, yeah. I really enjoy what one of the most enjoyed players I saw. Uh, Verón, uh, Sebastián Verón as well. Yeah. Uh, Redondo, uh, who was a, a Madrid as well, a number of center midfield. All these players, I always look up for, for it, you know. Um, even Ronaldinho, I, I used to watch YouTube, you know, all day. This, this play Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, because they they amazing. They just they were happy playing in, in, on the pitch and making everyone happy. So yeah, yeah. Um, my last question now. Just I saw a report that said that you had linked with um, Inter Milan, and you didn't decide to sign for it under Jose Mourinho because you weren't going to necessarily get a lot of game time. Was there any truth in that, or that just paper? Talk? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because it, it, it happened a few times, not just in the beginning, and then further down the line, at some point he was a Madrid, and then the the paper were talk again. So I, I don't really know. To me, no one speaks. Uh, but um, the people who have uh, introduced me into KPR, the, this agency was was working with him, so it <coughs> might be some, some interest. Really, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell really. Are you, close to, are you close to signing to any other club, Ali, at all in the, in England or? or any, sorry, sorry. Any, sorry, were you close to signing for any other club? Um, 
injuries like we my first injury was uh, uh, the timing of my first injury was really bad you know I think I, it's fair to say that I was really enjoying my football till now. I play every single minute of every single game. Uh, my first two and a half years in QPR, playing 45 games a, a season. And last season, I played every single game of the Premier League where I was really enjoying myself. And I was going in the talk with, with... I was this close. When you say this close, I was this close to, to get that, that move where you position yourself uh, uh, and the, the lead of, of, of football. It never came, really. Uh, always managed myself, uh, and I was said every after every rehab, I go back into the squad, and I suddenly I will be playing and and keep your bring players, big players and big players like Granero and Villa, uh, Joey was there, uh, many players, and I always I was up for selection. I kind of been in in, in the squad, so that. Uh, that's something for me, you know. Uh, that means like I was, I was quite uh, doing the uh, the work really, uh, and it was valuable for 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 the squad. So uh, the injuries, it, it came uh, in a bad timing because from 26 to 30, people say that is the best age for be playing football. It's like you play like fullness. Uh, I couldn't do it, but. Um, Nah, I take I take the most. I cannot complain about my career, you know. I I just went from England to Spain and I got promoted to La Liga with Getafe scoring five goals, scoring a goal in the in the playoff final. Then I I move, I get to play a few games in Cruz Azul, which is Mexico biggest club in in Mexico. I play in the Estadio Azteca, which is where Maradona scored the two goals against England in the '86 World Cup and World Champions. So I get to play in that stadium. For me, that was a dream come true. Uh, then I went back to Mallorca and got two promotions with Mallorca. No, like very uh, strong position and role in the, in the team, but be part of the, that group as well. So I don't complain. Uh, I'm very thankful to 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 football. You know, uh, I don't kind of say nothing else really. Ali, it's great to have you on. But obviously, I've got to mention Argentina winning the World Cup. Just want to ask you what was what was the parties like? I could just pitch you know that song on TikTok. Is it go what does it go like there? Wow. <laughs> ah crazy. The song was um, incredible. You know, um I spent like twelve years out of my, my my country. So I went back and, and I had the, the the World Cup start and I was in Argentina and, and my my city which is Rosario, which is the city of Messi and Di Maria. So as, as the World Cup started and we were start to went through the, the stages, uh, I was like uh, looking up for flight over to Qatar and, and spend some games over there with my son. But always was the case of saying, listen, I, I, I spent so much time away from home and having my dad, my pop, my brother, my friends, we, we get it together for the games. We, well, that was amazing. And the end, I didn't, I didn't go to Qatar. But that, that final was incredible. We went to the, <laughs> the Monumento a la Bandera, which is a like, historic uh, monumento in, in my city. And all, all my city was there, like a million persons. Yes. Were there. Like we were singing and <laughs> shouting and for, for hours. You know? and that experience was incredible. You know? I see there was people outside Messi's grandma's house or something, was yeah. it there? 
<laughs> that, that was that's insane. Like the police were like a week and then the other yeah. people constantly just turning over. So crazy, yeah. Talking about parties, I spoke to Clint Hill, who's a friend of the podcast before this pod, <laughs> and he said the pre-season away in Remini was more like a party than a pre-season. <laughs> <laughs> that was true. That that was a. Uh, that was like uh, the la- la- the last for us, you know. It was we just went there, they got us together and say, listen, I never eat the food, the quality of the food that is here. I never been in a hotel like this. If we have the swimming pool, the beach uh, behind it, you, we're gonna be training early in the morning a little bit, and you relax, you go enjoy yourself, be together, always together. Uh, and we we should we should enjoy it. Like, that week was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. He, he also mentioned about Neil Warnock's pre-season runs, four hundred meter track. <laughs> that that's a tough one, you know. He used to put he the pre-season when Neil will be like the the two or three first days we 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 that he will destroy you in terms of running and you know with people throwing up uh, and going dizzy and stuff and then suddenly it's easier but. This 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 last he put and and half two hundred yards he put like a, a I don't know he put something so you have to like bend your body and jump through so that and you have like an amazing time to to get into like you have to fifty seconds to get four hundred yards so what <laughs> what what's insane for me was like uh, you know me I. I I used to have, I like to have the ball, you know, everything related with the ball. And to be running like that, I was, I was like not happy at all, really. <laughs> Listen, we don't want to take too much of your time, but I've got a quick fire just to end on. So a bit bit funny. So I'll, I'll go, your favourite player growing up? Roman Riquelme. Best player you've played against? Oof, this is a tough one. Um, can be Gerard or Lampard, one of them. Favourite football kit? Uh, Rafael Central, the kid from my city, yeah. I'm a fan, I'm so bold there. M- Messi or Maradona? <laughs> I, I have both of them tattooing on my body, you know? Yeah. But, but I would say Maradona, eh? I would say Maradona. Yeah. Ten, a, say ten Maradona. hour flight journey, what ex QPR player are you picking to sit next to? <laughs> Jamie Maggie. <laughs> Maggie. Yeah, yeah. When you look back on your career, what was your biggest highlight? For, for for me, you know, I remember I had very fresh memories. When I arrived to QPR, was 2009. We had championship, and I, I back in Argentina, I was doing really really well. So I wanted to play in first division. Like four or five clubs want me, and I decided in the end, you know, like you know the situation. They said to me, they convinced me like England, big, you go to Europe, you're gonna make your career, your future there. So I went. I was a little bit like I was really happy. But you know, it was like a, a was confident in me, like saying, she was staying, playing first division, man. So the Carling Cup come, the raffle, and we played Chelsea and Stamford Bridge. After that, you know, it was September, <laughs> yes, my mom after. And then, you know, when that, that happened, for, I was, as I said, this, this is the place where, where you want to, you know, to play football, like playing against Joe Cole, I remember Lampard. Uh, John Terry, Ashley Cole. That was that was quite an experience. Just a month after arriving to to England, that was incredible for me. I always uh, oh. remember that. Argentina winning the World Cup or QPR getting promoted? <laughs> yeah. 
You're a close one. It's close one. It's close one. <laughs> I say Argentina. If you if you could go back in time with any footballer in his in the history of the game, who would it be who you could play with? Ah, Maradona. Maradona. All day long. Oof. All day long. L- last minute penalty in a QPR Cup final. Who are you picking to take it? Yeah. A, a teammate who. Oh, yeah, a, a player that you a player that you've played with at QBI, last minute penalty. Who are you picking to take it? Uh, will be like oh either Charlie Austin, yeah, or see Adele or Nico Kranjar. In between them, they were really good. They were really good. If if you was going on a night out, pick three players from your time at QBI you go out with and why? All <laughs> uh, different. Because he knew every single place in London, every single nightclub, always, always, uh, he knew the place where to go. Ogan will be one. Caspar um, Gok, because he's a very good friend of mine, and he will take me home, even if I'm a knacker. And the other one, when uh, Ruthless was a good one, was, was he was, you know, he will, he will uh, attract the, the, the girls and back in the time when we were young and uh, always, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Listen, yeah. Ali, it's been brilliant having you on. We, we don't want to take too much of your time up now. So thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate your time. It's not bad, Listen, mate. Good luck with the rest of your career, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah good luck. Thanks, Ali. It's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant to be with you at last time. I'm here, whatever you need. Uh, just give me a, a call. Yeah? It's not bad, thank, you, thank you, Ali. Thank you, Ali. Thank you Ali. There we go, Ads. Ali Fowlin. Add him to the <sighs> podcast um, guest list. Um, what what a guy, eh? What a bloke. Guy. Oh, do, you can see why he's so liked. Like I, I was going to ask him, but then I, I'm sure he probably would have said, like, is there anyone that he didn't get on with? About <laughs> it. But I, 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 like, I didn't want to say it, but you know, you were saying, like, oh, you shouldn't meet your heroes. Like, felt like he was always like kind of like my favourite player when he was in the, like in the squad. I didn't want to like say anything, but you know, like, he's actually just a really nice bloke. He's not one of those ones you like you meet and you go, oh, like no, no, like you think they're going to be. He was. Is really that why sad. you went all flushed, mate, and red? Yeah, and stuff? I wondered why. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's now. Is a it, proper fanboy. It was a great episode for me to come back on after not being on for ages. To, yeah, it's to funny that, isn't it? You yeah. only come on. You only come There's on for two the guests tonight, didn't we? Two fouling. guests. <laughs> but but what we could take from that, lads, is that Luke Amos was was very surprising, wasn't it? To hear that. Yeah. No, it's, it's a shame. Nice, it's nice that they can reach out to him as well. And he's why wouldn't you want to use him as a sounding board, some advice? He's been through so much. Like someone like Amos, he could really help mentor, you think? Um, Jack, has, has Luke Amos called you at all about ACL? <laughs> no, I'm not quite in the same league as them. I've only done one. They're on two plus, aren't they? So, you know, I, I, uh, I'm small time. Just um, away from away from Ali a little bit, I've mentioned Luke Amos. Obviously, he was, he was back at the... He was back on, well, Birmingham a couple of weeks ago. He looked leggy, didn't he? It looked like it's probably not a great time for him to come in the team with where we are and the pressure to try and gain fitness. And you know what I mean? He's missed a lot of football this season. And it was sort of evident. And I felt a bit sorry for him. He was getting a bit of stick from the crowd. Gave the ball away pretty much every time he had it and missing tackles and stuff. Um, is he out of contract this summer? Is it this summer he's out of contract? Um, I think he is, isn't he? Can I think that's. Look, I but... think that's the the going around on the like socials and stuff. You wonder if they have an option. There's a lot yeah. of the contracts have an option to extend, or have they already used it? I'm not sure. But, 
The thing is, like, it, his booking in the Birmingham game was just showed you how much off the pace he kind of was when, I can't even remember who went past him, he just put his arms around him and trying to just drag him down. Like... It's one of them, though, isn't it? I, you know, I'm not being nasty, but it's one of them, if you've got players next season, we need to rebuild. We, we can't afford players to to have that injury prone, you know, like we have this season. We've struggled bad with injuries, so... Agreed. Paying someone's wages to keep getting injured. I know it's horrible for Luke, but we've got to rebuild the squad in some some aspects, haven't we? So I think I agree with you, but I think the problem we have is that if there's not going to be a lot of money available this summer, is he a better option to have than what we could pick up as a free? Like yeah. this is the problem. Like what market are we actually going to be shopping in in the summer? Well, I, well, I think that anybody you get in is better than someone who's always injured. Is my injured, view. Yeah, but um, everyone but, we but, everyone we sign is always injured. Wow, well, and that's the point. That's the something the club have got. I mean, look. The club this summer, you know, the squad needs some real surgery, doesn't it? Like, and I don't know what that looks like, and I don't know how they fix it. But we cannot keep going on every season with these injury worries, and then blaming it on the fact that we are in a player market where we buy injuries because there's so many other clubs that are in that pool and they don't have the amount of injuries that we do. So there's got to be something in our recruitment or in our testing, our medical testing, or and or our current medical staff needs to be better. I don't know what we're doing, bringing players back at the wrong time. I don't know. Uh, because, you know, it was it was pitched to us that we're getting a new ground, right? And we're getting new pitches in our training grounds and that would help this. I don't know if you remember. Les yeah. pitching that. And, and that's that hasn't done anything, has it? I, I agree with what Brad said about, um, you know, we can't be charitable here. Like, no. yes, it's unlucky, the injuries, but we need to build a squad of dependable, fit, players that can ch- turn it in week in and week out and we don't have much money to much headroom to play with so if there are doubts about players and they're coming to the end of their contracts i think there needs to be a, a real exactly but yeah. i think there's as well angel is, is, is sort of using the youth now isn't he and at the moment because that's all we've got but it's good that he's going to the youth you know with drew coming on and playing he had no but choice yeah, though did he no, that's what I mean, but it's good that we he, he, he had that option, I suppose. But, you know, every team gets injuries. There's teams in the Championship now have injuries, but I think we're talking about it a lot more because it's all our crucial players. Chair, Willock, yeah. our, you know, our starting key players. If it wasn't, if, if we still had Willock fit, Chair fit, you know, we we probably wouldn't be talking about it as much, you know, and hoping Rob Dickey just sort of sorts it out a little bit because we've missing Balogun and Clark Salter, but that's the probably re- why we're talking about it. I was talking to someone earlier about who what our team will look like on Saturday and, and I'm not I don't think anyone will be back, maybe on the bench. And if they're not, we've got no KK. Kakai. Mm. So what where it's, it's still mm. looking real tough, isn't it, to go away to Wigan who Well they have know, one ever they have five as well. No, but that just makes it tough. worse, doesn't it? It just makes it you know, they have they've got the same <laughs> We've bet the two worst records in the last 10 games is us and Wigan both. Do you think if um, Balogun is fit enough um, to play, it'll stick with a back three and maybe drop out Dickey and keep Field in a back three? Or do you think he would go Dickey, Dunn and Balogun as a mixture in whatever order you want? I don't know which side, but do you think Balogun goes straight in just to like, as a calm head amongst two, you know, centre-backs a bit out of form? I think, I think personally, this starting eleven. On Saturday is a tough one to pick, to be honest. To call because we don't know who's really going to be back. But it's come a week early, hasn't it? Because I think mm. next week, I think we'll have them 
back and obviously a bit fitter. A chair will be back, I think. Head of power will be back. So then we're, you know, we're, 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 there's no excuses then, is there, really? If these all players are, are did, in, did we're anyone, still... Did anyone see how long they lasted in the B team? Did they? Yeah, so Balligan was, was it 45? He was off at half-time, wasn't he? Um, and I think the other two were around 60-odd minutes. Um which is which is standard practice, right? They're not going to take give them ninety minutes. Well, talking about minutes, though, it was good that Lyndon Dykes got eighty nine for Scotland the other night. Eighty nine minutes after his, you know, his illness is is great to see. Look, I get what you're saying, but I kind of, from a selfish QPR perspective, I I would rather he came off earlier so he would be a bit fresher for us at the weekend. Nah, you want to get minutes in his legs, hey, mate. That, I think. Yeah, get I get that, but, yeah, but I get. I understand that, but he's now played what was that Tuesday night they played or Monday night yeah. Scotland played, hey. but like. It's, do you know what I mean? Like, he's not, he's missed a big chunk of football with this illness. I'd say give him like the hour, 70 minutes. And I, I would have liked him to have a bit more of a break before coming back to us. But with I the injuries we've it. got, we haven't got the squad depth at the minute, have we? Yeah, I see what you're saying. But think about the confidence he's going to bring back with him from Tuesday now after beating Spain 2 0 in Scottish international football. He's going to be on, he's, he's going yeah. to be up for it, isn't he? I think so, yeah. Well, yeah. Gareth Fraser said we've got a couple of injuries. Other injuries. So I know, yeah, Kakai's one. I just wondered who the other one was because interesting. I don't know if there'll be like another surprise on Saturday that someone's not in the 11 or the squad. Um, I'll start Armstrong. I just, I just would. I just did it all season. Coming off the bench, he's looked positive and pace kills at this level. Did he come on for, did he play for Ireland, didn't he? He, yeah. he came on he about half hour. Yeah, they said he was really good. They say physically, he's just too much for that level. You know, might not have scored or whatever, but he's just, it's like a man versus boys at that level, his size. And I know Birmingham, all he did at Bur- against Birmingham, he kind of came off, he chased loose ends. Johansson was pinging it in behind and he was sort of making corners happen and he put a ball across the box and he looked quite, he just looked lively, hustle and bustle. And I think you need that, you need that in this in this team. It's lacking it. I always say it like it's tough for him. He comes on when we're two 0 three one down. It's like it's tough for him, isn't it? Like, but it, it, we could just—I reckon just give him a couple of. I'll just stick him and Dykes up front for the next two games. See what happens. Uh, personally, well, um, Wigan's got to be a three pointer, isn't it? it? Has to be. It you, has don't to be a... you don't lose. Yeah. That game. Yeah. You that don't lose that game. You can't lose. Well, we wouldn't even be happy with a point. It has to be a three pointer because the run we've got coming up. It's tough. And he's even said that, hasn't he, Angel? He said he, he's probably not going to gamble these players this weekend because we've got such a tough run coming up, really. I hope Johnson can start. I think he makes a difference when he's fit. It's just whether he's fit. But he's had a couple what? of weeks now. I don't know. You know, we, we need that experience and just to calm it down a bit. And he does lead in there with his playing. So, yeah, I hope he's fit. I'd, maybe him and Phil go back to that as your centre mid too. Um Irabunum, what do you do with him? He's flash. He, he also, he, you know, he's learning on the job. He shows, you know, moments of brilliance. He's the one player that we've had throughout the season that can carry the ball and take it into places. But he's also got that misplaced pass that gets you caught out the other end. So, I don't know. What do you, he's got a couple of goals under Ainsworth. Maybe, mm. maybe he'll start. It'd be a very interesting season next season because Ainsworth's obviously going to build his own squad with the financial budget we have. So I think we will see players go. We have to, you know, like Les says, we have to see players go in order to progress as a club. They, we have, and I, I can, can't see Chair or Willock at this point. So maybe Dykes, we just need him to pick form up. 
Scotland's helping him at the minute, isn't it? So. That, that will always help. Yeah, the reputation. He's, you know, like you I said, can... we need we, we need two wins, don't we? Two wins, two wins and two draws from last day probably will be enough. I think. Um, it's a lot, but really, wow, that's fifty. You got to get some of that fifty percent of the game, didn't you? Well, Which, yeah. What's your, what do you reckon of this Saturday? <laughs> that seven uh, done. Uh, yeah, I'm massively oh. worried because we're going to be. I, I was reading that they it's going to be their highest crowd of the season. They're raising money for something um, for the club and stuff. Um, players have been paid, haven't they? So I just wonder if they're going to be on a bit of a let's go kind of mentality. Uh, they're going to they're going to be up for it, aren't they? But likewise, us we've got to be up for it. We have to be. So it's two teams going for it, isn't it? And they're they're sort of the scrappy games, aren't they? The one nils, the 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 one alls, last minute goals. We cannot concede early, right? We just literally cannot. Like what was it? 30 seconds at Blackpool, three minutes at Birmingham. You do that against these teams away from home, or, you know, you just, you're in trouble, really, aren't you? With any team, really, yeah. but. What do we, um, what do we think then? We'll end on a bit of a prediction for Wigan. I, as you say, the, the early goals are killing us. I don't, this team has lacked a strong chin, isn't it? You know, at the moment there's, a sense of you know adversity we re- which don't seem to recover they kind of have a head loss and I think that's just the continued run of poor form lack of confidence it's just a repeated cycle and I think they're very find it very hard to get out of it. it doesn't matter who the manager is but if we can keep it tight if we can like not concede an early goal we can even take the lead something to build on isn't it look you know the lead against Watford you know we fought and fought we, we need we need that attitude all over the pitch where everyone put the effort in so Listen, Wigan aren't, they're not a great team, neither are we at the moment, but if we can turn it into a scrap and show a bit of character, we, we maybe will have coming off the bench or someone like that, maybe, they're, you know, Jamal Lowe doing something. We've got enough there. You know, Jamal Lowe's old club. Can we do a reverse QPR curse where someone scores against it, their old team for us? Probably not. Probably <laughs> not. Will, but, you know, will we keep goal incoming? <laughs> oh, God. <yeah. laughs> no, I, I, I'll go one all. I don't want to predict a loss. I want to try and a point away. Don't lose it. And build on it from there. Stop the rot somewhat. I'll go, I'll go to. I think I'm just going to be positive. It's, it's the only thing we've got to sort of look forward to at the minute. A win. So I'm going to go two 0 QPR. I think Dykes is going to score first. Uh, I'm feeling it's going to be one of those kind of six pointers that becomes one of those boring nil nils. That's what I can see happening all over. I think it's going to be KG. I don't think either team's going to really risk going for it because we know if we risk going for it and we can see that goal, then our confidence is completely gone. So I've got, I reckon it's got nil nil written all over it. We've just got to open. Don't help anyone. We've got to open, not another Blackpool. Jesus. Well, we've got to hope that um, Huddersfield and Blackpool lose because Huddersfield are picking up points, aren't they, as well now? Mm. Um, Yeah, it's going to be tight. One nil either way, I reckon. One nil either way. All right, lads. Well, we'll get back together next week. Let's hope we can get a result Saturday and um, yeah, up the hours. Cheers, boys. You ours. You ours. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 